Well, Kurt, we want to welcome L.J. Dalton to our radio broadcast this morning. L.J. is the Career Development Coordinator, and we're just so glad to have you with us this morning. Thank you for inviting me. I am so excited to be here today. Well, uh, last week, uh, for those of you who uh, may have tuned into the broadcast, we played some excerpts of uh, the men sharing uh, at the uh, graduation uh, that was held for them. And... Um, LJ was uh, is the brains behind that, and uh, maybe you just want to, I think, just to set up today's radio program, um, you, you're going to be telling us a little bit about several guys' story. These guys were, were part of the graduation ceremony last week, but you got a little more backstory on uh, what God is doing uh, through your ministry with them, through Haven Rest, and, and a little more particulars and details here. So I, too, am excited to, to hear this. So uh, take it away, LJ. Well, as Kurt said, I'm going to be sharing about three of the men that graduated last week. I want to share how God has helped, how they trusted God in their job search and how he blessed them and provided for their needs, even before their needs were made known to anyone else. As you probably know, Kurt, I've this August will mark 20 years that I've been serving here at Haven of Rest. Yes. I was hired to create the Career Development Division and then oversee the department. During the past 20 years, I've had the opportunity to see God work in the lives of the men who are part of career development. I see their lives change as their relationship with Christ continues to grow through the Bible studies that they attend every day. I've also had the privilege of seeing them step out in faith and really trust God with their life and their future. Jeremiah 29:11 says, "For I know the plans I have for you," mm-hmm. declares the Lord, "plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future." This is a very popular Bible verse, one that many of the men have memorized, but putting it into action, really believing and trusting in God is when we see faith in action. The first story I want to tell you about is David. David served as an intern in our men's day room. Near the end of his internship, we, get, we began meeting for career development. David's work history was okay, but he had changed jobs three times in the last five years. He also had a recent felony conviction. However, he does have some outstanding skills that many employers are looking for. Machinist, quality control, and CNC operator. David was very consistent and persistent in his job search. He applied to several companies online and in person. This went on for about three or four months, but time after time he was turned down, mainly because of his felony. Now, during this time, he would often tell me of his frustration. I encouraged him to continue to pray and ask God to open a door for him, but just as important, ask God to show him the open door. Now, near the beginning of his job search, one of the other residents suggested he contact Robertson Company, not the real name. David thanked him for the suggestion and just kind of filed it away. But David continued to pray that God would open a door for him and show him what God wanted him to do. Well, after a while, David became very frustrated and tired of waiting, which is something I hear often. He decided it was time for him to move on. He settled for a factory job, but told me he would continue his job search. The job he accepted, in David's words, was brutal. After four days, he resigned. He told me his body just couldn't take any more abuse. Well, at dinner one night, that same resident reminded David of his suggestion to contact Robertson Company. David decided, well, it was at least worth a try. When he called, he was told that they had just filled their last open position. 
But he was welcome to send in a resume, and they would keep it on file. David decided he wasn't giving up that easily. He had looked up the company on the Internet before he called and found some very useful information. He told the employer about his background. One piece of key information was that he used to work for a competitor of Robertson Company. This grabbed the interest of the employer, and he asked to see him the next morning. After the meeting the next day, David was hired. As it turns out, they really didn't have an opening at that time. However, one of their long-term employees was going to retire during the next year. They hired David to start now to be ready to take his place. God had opened a door at Robertson Company. It just took David a little bit longer to be willing to walk through that door. Well, you know, LJ, just hearing that first story of David, even though we're not using the real uh, business names, um, these are some of the things that happen behind the scene. The Lord works in a variety of different ways at the Haven Arrest, and you get to see firsthand how the Lord works as these men, some of them have some barriers that they, they have to overcome. Uh, you talked about a felony here, but look, God opened up a door, and now Dave will be moving into uh, full-time employment here. Praise the Lord for that. My next story is also about Dave, a different Dave. He had worked in a factory and various general labor positions and also in several restaurants. Though he knew he could make more money with his other skills, Dave really wanted to be in a restaurant. He liked interacting with people and the challenges of customer service. Now, as we all know, in Summit County, there are many restaurants where he could get hired. However, he had two requirements. Number one, the restaurant did not serve alcohol. Number two, no fast food. This limited the number of opportunities available. But Dave was focused and very determined. He checked several area restaurants online and then submitted his application to those that met his criteria. There was one restaurant that quickly went to the top of his list. When he walked in, the atmosphere, the attitude of the employees, everything seemed just right. If Dave were to get a job there, the challenge would be transportation. He didn't have a car, and the bus routes would not get him to work and to and from work on a timely basis. Getting to work wouldn't be so much of a problem, but after work, the latest bus left around 7 p.m., which meant he would have a limited work schedule. Mm -hmm. So we got online and we checked the bus schedules for surrounding buses and surrounding areas. We determined there were other bus routes with later schedules back to downtown Akron. If he had a bicycle, he could go from work to the other bus stop that had the later pickup time and getting back to the mission, which meant he could work a dinner shift also. Within 24 hours, before he was even made a job offer, a bicycle was donated and given to him. There was no police sent out asking for a bicycle. God knew there was a need. When Dave was offered the job, he could confidently say he had reliable transportation. He's now been working for a little bit over two weeks and is excited about his new position. Oh, that's awesome. Now, he, he, he got wheels. You could tell him he got wheels, right? Just do it, <laughs> right? But uh, I was thinking of, uh, you know, we, we've heard this before, Reverend Kaiser, when we've talked to uh, uh, John Carney from Clothing mm-hmm. and we've talked to Jan Pluck and volunteering, how, you know, seemingly, you know, where am I going to find this help or where am I going to find this? And somebody will walk in uh, after that prayer has been uttered and need to volunteer or want to volunteer or, or bring clothing. So now we're getting it from the, the resident perspective mm-hmm. here through, uh, through LJ's witness of that. So we, I guess message here with God, all things are possible. Amen. So. Amen. My last story is about Neil. 
And this one, I don't think Neil's come down to earth yet, and I'm not sure I have either. It's just so exciting what God has done. Neil had just started working as an intern when we began working together. When I asked him what his dream job would be, he told me about his trips to West Virginia and the New River Gorge. He had participated in an event called Bridge Day and had rappelled off the bridge several times. Neil told me his dream job would be to move to West Virginia to do repelling, zipline, caving, hiking, being in the outdoors, and training and leading others on such events. When Neil talked about his experience, you could see the excitement and the passion in his face. Neil looked at me. He says, that sounds crazy, doesn't it? <laughs> I told him, if that's your passion, it's not crazy. If that's what you really want to do, and since you have the skills and training, start praying that God would open a door for you if that's what he wants you to do. Neil kind of looked at me with his puzzled look and says, really? Do you really think God will let me do that? Well, I can't make him any promises, but I did tell him, I don't know what God has planned. You need to pray about it and let God open the door to what he has planned. Be willing to be part of what his plan is, whatever it might be. Over the next few weeks, we developed a resume that showed Neil's training and skills. He researched companies and resorts in West Virginia on the Internet and created a list of those he wanted to contact. On April 3rd, we mailed out 24 resumes and cover letters, each individualized for the different company. After practicing his general interviewing skills, I contacted a local outdoor equipment supplier and asked if they would be willing to help Neil by conducting a mock interview. They agreed. I'm always a spectator for the mock interviews, but just to take notes. It was fascinating to watch Neil talk to this interviewer. It was as though they were talking a foreign language, well, at least to me. Equipment, training skills, all the different places. And again, Neil's passion for his dream job was written all over his face. After the interview, Neil was very excited, but then the doubts started to set in. He asked me, what if no one calls? I reminded him that his cover letter said that they could contact him or he would be following up. You still have another week before your follow-up calls start. Again, I encouraged him to pray. Ask the Lord to open the door he wants you to go through. More importantly, to close the doors he doesn't want you to go through. Only two days after the mock interview, that was last Friday, he received a call from one of the main resorts in West Virginia. After a 45-minute phone interview, he was asked to report to work on May 13th. His feet haven't touched the ground. Mm. But, you know, God's provision didn't stop there. During the interview, Neil was told that he needed current CPR certification and first aid training. We got online, found a class on April 22nd, and got him registered. And then I asked Neil, what else did he need before starting work? Did he need equipment, suitcase, whatever? He said what he really needed was a car so he could get to West Virginia and for transportation for his job. Nothing fancy, just something reliable. The next day, less than a week after Neil got his job offer, a donor called wanting to donate a car. God knew the need and filled it. God not only blesses the men with jobs, but he takes care of the details, too. God brings many men to Haven of Rest. When they begin career development, part of my job is to encourage them. For most, finding a job they like seems impossible in their eyes. I tell them, you know, God didn't bring you 
to Haven Arrest to say, okay, my job's done. I got you here. Now it's up to you. No, God in his time is preparing and working his plan for each man, each person who comes to Haven Arrest. We only need to trust him and know that he has the very best plan. He has a job ready for each man who will wait and trust in him. Well, LJ, those are very, very powerful testimonies. And uh, Kurt, we know for 74 years, we're celebrating our anniversary banquet uh, coming up uh, on the 28th here. And uh, provision, I, I hear LJ through your presentation and sharing about how God's provision met these men's needs. And it just shows you that we serve a God who loves relationship. Yes. And personal relationship. These men and the ladies that come through our, our program and the children, they are very, very important to him. And it is just a true blessing to hear some of these stories uh, of impact and how these men have seen God work in their lives to build even a closer relationship to the Lord. So in saying all that, LJ, we're getting close to being out of time here. How can we pray for you uh, as we move forward here? Pray that I'll continue to be open to God's leading as to how he wants me to pray with and direct each of the men. I don't find the jobs for them, but I lead them on how they can find the job, help them to be open to his leading, but for me also. Very good. Well, nothing more to add other than to say thank you for stopping by and encouraging us today with those mm -hmm. uh, stories. We appreciate that.